This is the fallen angel Christopher Daniels, former TNA X Division Champion and former TNA World Tag Team Champion, and you are listening to the TNA Cross the Line Podcast. Enjoy. TNA Wrestling Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 103 of the TNA Cross the Line podcast. I am Bob Gowney Jr. And with me as always is Dallas Gridley. And Dallas, we're back with Impact. June 18th, 2004, in fact, edition of Impact. I know that you're beyond excited. Has your excitement at all all worn off? No. (laughs) Not for Impact, Bob. I didn't think so. No. It was like I woke up this morning. It's like, okay, we got to record. I was like, oh, shit, it's Impact Day again. I mean, I was just freaking ready for more Impact. I don't even care. Just everything about it is what I like. I love the look. I love the fucking tunnels. I love the laser lights. I love the ring. Everything. You love that it's 44 minutes long? I love that it's 44 minutes long. In generally, very uh, action-heavy. Uh, a very uh, X Division heavy as well, uh, which we've discussed in the past of why they're kind of doing that, but I I ain't complaining. No. Keep the heavyweight bullshit on the pay-per-view if you want. Give me the X Division for 44 minutes straight. I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's pretty pretty much 205 Live before 205 Live. Oh, God. I'm, I guess. Innovators. Yes, innovators. uh, Yes, WWE was like, you know what? We we love those cruiserweights. Yeah. We're going to give them a a show. For a long time, they wanted Amazing Red. Yeah, that's kind of crazy to me. They never signed him. They never signed him. Amazing Red, I feel like, only wrestles at, like, House of Glory. Uh, Nowadays, yeah. He don't do nothing. He was supposed to appear on a like throwback TNA show right when the pandemic started, and it was like WrestleMania weekend. They were doing like the the throwback, and he was going to appear on that, which was like a huge deal. And then, of course, the show got canceled, and then the appearance never happened, and it's kind of sad. But I'm surprised he's never appeared on uh, GCW. Hmm, That's a good point, actually. Hey, you never know. Yeah, you're about to say maybe he has. Who knows? Uh, he'll, he'll pop up again, I'm sure. I mean, he's not that old. No, I mean, but at, but at this point, he's like probably barely twenty. But I feel like he's had so many like injuries. He's probably wow. he's probably hurting. Yeah, that's an understatement for sure. Right. Yeah. Well. I, I'm freaking ready for Impact, Bob. We're just going to go into the show. No, I'm just kidding. We have a lot of stuff about before we that. Should. We, we should. We should. The problem is that if we started the show, we would not call any of the action in the ring and strictly be talking about all the other stuff bef- before. And then it would be fun for us, but I don't think it'd be as fun for the listeners. There's nothing There's nothing wrong with that. No, they'd be sad, man. They want us to call the action. Yeah, they don't. They hate us. Well, they, I think it's you, Bob. I think it's you, not me. No, it's yeah, probably, probably, it's, pro- probably yeah, it's probably me. I talk too much. 
No, no. I think people hate me. Huh. I don't hate you, Bob. I'm a know-it-all. Well, that you are. <laughs> I mean, if you guys don't know Bob, he reviews wrestling every day. You can check out his reviews, wrestlingrecaps.com. If you want the good shit, though, you got to go slash TNA, and then there's all the TNA reviews. But Bob's also been covering AEW Dark and Dark Elevation on pwmania.com, which is pretty sweet. At this point, it's in real life, it's kind of old news. You guys are hearing this in mid-June. Bob's been doing this since late April. He's killing it. Yeah, uh, I mean, prior to that, I've never watched Dark or Dark Elevation. Never? Never. Uh, well, I think with Dark, I watched... You watched the beginning, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I think I I definitely remember watching Omega and Janela. Right, no, I remember talking about that with you. Like in a Street Fighter or whatever? Yeah, it was the, like the lights out match or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think really aside from that... Um, I think you should start doing, like, historic ones, so you'll go back, and then you, they're, for a while, they're, like, 30 minutes, and then eventually they're, like, two and a half hours. Right. <laughs> I, I remember them being two and a half hours. And I was and then, I was very upset as I a remember, fan. Like, why am I watching this? <laughs> I would see, like, the thumbnail, and it'd be, like, 17 matches on Dude. Dark. And I'd be like, what? Uh, what? How is there 17 matches? I think even... I think realistically, they're good at an hour. They're fine. But I like 30 minutes. I like when they're 30 minute, quick little uh, uh, YouTube videos and call it a day. An hour's good, though. It's good. Well, because Dark is taped. Dark is in Orlando, and then they tape Elevation before the shows, and then they do Rampage after Dynamites. Right. Which, when, well, we, when we went, we saw Dark Elevation, technically. So I think what they should do is your dark elevation should be a half hour. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Because you could do a couple of matches that get some time. Because like when we went, the matches were like 13 seconds. Oh, yeah, they were very short. And it's like, what is the point of that? And then you do two matches there. And then you just load up on your fucking dark. If Dark was two hours, but it was, like, worth the time, I'd, I'd still watch it. Well, the thing is that it could be worth the time because they tape it in Orlando. It's, like, a whole different thing. Right. I mean, but, they have such a huge roster now. I got to say, do it. Um, I do feel like they're starting to get better again. They're starting to not do just, like, essentially squash matches. They're putting, like, actual AEW talent versus, like, contracted talent versus contracted talent again. Not just, like... Um, Either like local talent or anything like that. So they're starting to um, enhancement talent is the word I was looking. Yeah, for. yeah, yeah. Well, there. Um, was, here's a funny thing. So I, I think it was on dark. I think this microphone is. I gotta figure this out. Anyway, there was a match with like John Silver against uh, Vince Velar, who mm-hmm. we've seen in uh, Excite, and like he's a ESW Buffalo guy. And I saw ES, ESW on their social medias being like, check out Vince Velar, uh, Dark guy. He's one of our guys. He took it. The match is like a minute and a half, and Silver just fucking destroys him. Yeah. So it's like, why do you really, want to promote like, that? Yeah, like maybe we should be aware of like what is going on before we're like, check out our guy. Because like, 
Yeah. If I was like a casual dude, I'd be like, no, oh, this Vince guy sucks. I'm gonna like check him out. Right. Well, you know, it can't all be winners, Bob. It's just the it's just the way it goes, I guess. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, yeah, I don't have a good transition. I was hoping I was gonna have a good transition out of that, but uh I don't Well, maybe we'll have some good enhancement guys here on this week's show. That's right. Maybe uh, in Orlando on uh, June 18th, 2004, Impact. This is the third Impact. It's pretty crazy. Uh, But we do got to talk about last week's show first before we can enjoy this. And then we're going to talk about some other fun things, Bob. Um, Like, I don't know. There's some people who might be coming in. Oh, my God. I feel like you say this every week now. Yeah. And there are some people who aren't coming back. So... Oh, Sabu's gone. Uh, I can't say just yet who it is. We'll get there. It sure sounds like a Sabu guy is leaving. Talk about that momentarily. But let's run down the card from this past Wednesday's show. Uh, Or if you guys are listening, you listened to that on Thursday. It was a Wednesday pay-per-view. And you're listening to us now on Saturday. It's pretty fun. So, uh, the Elite Guard, which was Jeff Jarrett's Mercenaries, they made their debut last week. As Chad Collier, Hernandez, and Onyx got defeated by the three life crew, BG James Conan and Ron Killings. Uh, and actually, what I thought was a pretty fun little opening brawl. It wasn't wasn't too bad, and it wasn't like a boring just six-man tag match. So I thought that was actually done pretty well. Although to have Jeff Jarrett's mercenaries lose that quick was an interesting choice, I thought. Then we had Trinity defeating Angel, who made her debut on pay-per-view. And Angel will become known as Angelina Love. A lot of Impact fans. Also known as Davy Richards' ex-wife. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. (laughs) Then we had the ultimate humiliation tag team match where Pat Kenny and Sonny Siaki defeated the New York Connections, Glenn Gilberti and Johnny Swinger. They decided, listen, we're not going to do the humiliation thing. But then they basically were told, well, if you don't do it, you're... You're going to be fired. Later in the show, they came out. Glenn was dressed as a leprechaun, and Johnny Swinger was dressed in a Hawaiian skirt and coconut bra, and it was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raven defeated Sanjay Dutt, which uh, Cage Match listed that as a Raven's Rules match. I don't remember hearing that being announced at all, so uh, it wasn't. Uh, no, Raven- I, think, I think that's just an example of uh, the match not having any rules. But they were just like, oh, okay. Or, like, right. they weren't enforced, and they're just like, okay, Raven's rules. Right, I agree with that. That's probably pretty accurate. Uh, and re- now, remember, Raven, and we're going to kind of talk about this a little bit in a minute, but he had uh, some broken ribs, cracked ribs. So he uh, he didn't do much in that match, but he tended to beat the shit out of Sanjay. Then AJ Styles defeated Dallas. Just uh, not a bad match. Styles works very well, I think, with larger guys, so... I think that always works pretty good. America's Most Wanted defended their tag team titles against Abyss and Monty Brown, but they actually won by disqualification. There's the Naturals. Because of the Naturals, that's right. Then in the main event, we had a flag match, six-man tag team, Team Canada's Bobby Roode, Eric Young, and Petey Williams, with Scott Demore, of course, defeated Team NWA's Chris Saban, Jerry Lynn, and primetime Elix Skipper. And I, I don't think it was a bad match, but uh, mm-hmm. ending the show, the flag match, I feel like was kind of a downer for us when we were watching the show. It just it doesn't scream main event to me, uh, being a flag match and all. But, you know, they can't all be winners. Um, 
I thought it was an okay show. I believe I gave it a thumbs in the middle. Bob has been kind of being a jerk recently and not saying things are in the middle or, or anything. So he just goes up or down. So Bob said down again. He's ruining our streak. It's kind of pissing me off a little well, bit. Well, you know what, man? People like to have a definitive answer. It's like when you ask out a girl and they're like, maybe. Well, no. Reject me or let me love you. I don't want to have to think about it over the weekend and be like, oh, maybe she likes me. No. Okay, that's a fair analogy. I don't disagree with that. Yeah, you're damn right. Um, but, but then at the same time, we, we've talked before that maybes sometimes sometimes could definitely be uh, swayed one way or another. So, you know, it's just what it is. Now, and listen, that flag match was probably the main event because they've put a lot of focus recently on uh, right. Jerry Lynn and like Damore, which I think is the feud, right? Like that's the main feud here is Lynn against Damore. It pretty much is, I would say. Uh, I mean, the match did have some nice spots and stuff like that, too. So it's not that it was, like, a crappy match. It was just the idea of it being a flag match that kind of brought me down a little bit. Yeah. But the way they did it was kind of interesting because it was like almost like a capture-the-flag kind of gimmick. They had the other team's flag in. So, like, can- Team Canada's flag was in Team NWA's corner and vice versa. They had to get the flag and then put it up on the pole. So it was, it was kind of interesting the way it was done, but... I mean, I put it this way. You put this flag match up against many others in history of wrestling. It's probably one of the best flag matches. I don't know, man. Duggan and Slaughter, like I said stop before. It, stop dude. it. Good match. Knock that shit off. Okay, so those were our ratings. That's kind of what we thought overall. But, Bob, what do you think that the readers of The Observer thought about Wednesday's pay-per-view? Uh, I'm going to say they went thumbs down. Well. They didn't. Zero gave it a thumbs down. And in fact, 88.5% gave it a thumbs up. And 115 were in the middle. Wow. Really? I don't... Wow, that surprised me. Isn't that crazy? That strong. Okay. Were, we, were, were we just in a mood when we were recording? I don't know. <clears throat> Maybe these people are not watching Impact. Well, so that's an interesting point. I mean, Dave does know, even with the TV, they got a, another light response. So it's like not like the TV's helping their, their response situation here in The Observer. Right. Uh, what was voted on as the best match of the show? Styles and Dallas. No, it was not. It was the flag match. What about the worst match, Bob? Ultimate humiliation. Nope, it was. Trinity versus Angel Williams. Oh, uh, okay. Which was essentially just a squash match. I mean, I don't think it was that bad, yeah, but was whatever. <laughs> uh, Dave notes here that the enthusiasm seemed to transfer over to the audience because they had one of the hottest crowds in Nashville in a while, and it was almost full. Uh, Dave notes that the two theories I've heard live were either that the crowd was afraid that they're possibly losing their product to Orlando, but other feels that few in the crowd would even know that. Uh, and the other theory is that people in Nashville see it as a bigger deal. Like, they are bigger stars because they are the ones on a national outlet. Uh, but it could also just be a one-week fluke. But they were hotter than the Orlando crowd. I could I could see them thinking that they're going to lose it to Orlando, and that's why they're reacting that way. I think that's kind of interesting, isn't it? Well, because you guys think, like, the heel section, they're definitely smart marks. So they know. 
And they I wouldn't did. be surprised if they would go around town people like, guys, we're going to fucking lose it to Orlando. We got to fucking. Yeah, yeah. Let's get right. And I think there's probably a decent amount of people in the asylum that are smart fans. Yeah. I feel like to even know about TNA at this time, well, but I mean, in the past couple of years here, you kind of had to be. You kind of had to know what's going on. Well, I mean, I think there's the local effect, too. Absolutely. So. I think people locally would be like, oh, we got Russell in here. Let's go. And it just transformed into like TNA. Right. Like initially they probably didn't even think about it being a national company. They probably just thought, oh, it's another local regional thing. Right. But Pretty now that's changed a little bit. Right. But you know what? And like I said, though, before with Impact, I think you got to wait, especially for like um, feedback. I think, you know, we got to wait probably like three months for that to really – see any kind of change and i think that's a really interesting note and that's something that we'll we'll talk about in a few minutes because i don't want to lose my place in my it, notes but it would probably be earlier if they had a set time like thursdays at eight on tnn mm-hmm. like if it was a set thing it's going to be way different because like with nitro it was like that was an initial smash hit because of tnt nine or ten or eight o'clock mondays right set time every anywhere you were with this, it's like it might be on Saturdays at two AM. I don't know. Yeah, we don't know in which area that may be happening. Yeah. So I think yeah, wait a few months. Right. Um, so we already kind of you know, we talked a little bit about that uh flag match already. Dave notes that Elix Skipper is actually going by just primetime now and not Elix Skipper. I don't know if I've really noticed that. I noticed his nameplate said primetime. Yeah. But I don't know if I've heard them only call him primetime. So we're going to have to try to listen out for that. He also does point out, finally, how Bobby Roode's last name is spelled wrong on his Team Canada jacket, which I think is funny as well. Uh, is it spelled wrong, or is that just how he spells it? He doesn't spell it R-U-D-E. It's R-O-O-D-E. That's more recent. He... I nope. think he did spell it R U D E in Border City Wrestling. Okay, maybe. In, okay, that's an interesting point then. Because if he spelled yeah. it like that there, but he's never spelled it like that in TNA. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that he. And if they got the jacket, if they got the jackets made for TNA, that's where it kind of gets weird to me then. I mean, I doubt. I doubt that it was made for TNA. I disagree. I think that it's. Did Team Canada start in Border City and then brought to TNA? I would, I think so. Okay, well, uh, that is a, those guys as a collective group have been mainstays for Scott Demore's Border City resident. Okay, well, if if that's the case, then that's understandable. But so the notion know. of Dave Meltzer being like Bobby Roode spelled his last name wrong. Well, he doesn't say it's wrong. He just points out the spelling is different. I mean, well, then, to, yeah, it's different. To me, it's it's wrong because I, I guess I didn't realize that he was actually spelling it that way somewhere else. I'm almost 100% sure that that's what it was. Well, for now, I'm saying it's wrong still. Right. I'm, mad, I'm mad about it. You can be that guy. Right. Well, uh, Team Canada won because of Scott Demore's interference. Uh, Dave notes it was an excellent match. And they put that in the main event slot, and there's nobody that could have followed it. That's how good he says it was. For what match? The flag match. Um, they pushed the Raven versus Sabu deal uh, pretty hard. Raven destroyed Dutt in that squash match. Uh, Dave says probably too much, but Raven's limitations due to the injury prevented him from going long or giving Dutt 
uh, any kind of good match. Dan Moss tried to cover it by saying that this is why X guys shouldn't wrestle heavyweights because the heavyweights dominate them. Yeah, which is pretty interesting because even Dave says here, I'm not sure that's how you should be phrasing phrase things when you build the X division as such an important part of the product. Uh, Raven ended up putting duct tape around Dutt's hands and legs and kept abusing him, including jabbing a screwdriver into his head, but no juice, yeah. no no bleeding. Uh, and screaming for Sabu to come out and screaming that the Sheik is dead. He kept saying that the Sheik only trained Sabu because he was his nephew, but he trained Raven because he knew Raven was a real talent. Um, Raven was great in in uh, building the heat because Sabu hasn't meant much at TNA. But by the time this was over, he came across like the old Sabu. They built heat for a while before Sabu finally came out. Raven slapped him around, but Sabu refused to fight him. They kept teasing Sabu, losing his cool, but he didn't. Dusty Rhodes came out and said that the Sheik was, uh, was living and in the arena and got in Raven's face. When Rhodes challenged Raven, he ended up backing off. And later in the show, Raven said he apologized because the Sheik broke him in. Which was kind of a weird thing, but I think he's just kind of playing with us. A little uh, bit of mind games. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so what made the show was two matches that didn't look strong on paper. Both delivered. America's Most Wanted versus Monty Brown and Abyss for the tag team titles was a hot match. Abyss has taken great strides as a worker in the past year. And Dave says that Brown is, uh, he says, but Brown is a green guy uh, that they have high hopes for. That hasn't shown much except for a good, he's had good physique. And I'm pointing that out because I fucking disagree with him. Mm-hmm. I, disagree. I think Matthew Brown is fucking awesome. I think he's been awesome almost even like in the beginning. Like he's definitely got more personality now than when he, we first saw him back in like, what was he was, yeah, 2002, like early. But I mean, again, no complaints for me, man. Um, Harrison Storm made uh, Brown look like a major player. Uh, they went 14 minutes and 14 seconds and had a DQ finish when the Naturals, Andy Douglas and Chase Stevens, came out with chair shots and powder to destroy America's Most Wanted and steal their ring jackets. That's right. They put them on after, which was kind of silly. James Storm threw his hat in the crowd after and I pointed that out. I feel like it's just they're going to get rid of that shit because I don't. It's kind of weird. They're probably just going to get new ring jackets. And the thing, too, with... That's the, what I think, yeah. The thing with the Naturals was that they're... They were, like, in the gut check thing. Where it's like, oh, you got to earn a contract. So right. Like, have they bypassed that and just been like, we're going to take out the champions? The gut check thing makes no sense to me. I think it's for David Young. It's like, dude, you need to earn your... Right. Money. So do I. So do I. Uh, he says that the other impressive performance was AJ Styles, who worked with Dallas. While Styles has had a number of great matches, this was the first time he'd carry a huge guy and work the big man, little man stuff. Once again, I kind of disagree because Abyss is pretty fucking big too. But oh well. Now he does say that he'd done it with Abyss, but Dallas is hardly at that level. So I think that's kind of what he means: is Dallas is a little newer, a little more green than Abyss probably is. Yeah. Uh, Styles went over Kid Cash uh, and Kid Cash on crutches, attacked him, and Dilo Brown made the save. Brown did a promo uh, talking about going after the NWA title. Uh, Styles versus Cash is being groomed for the anniversary show, but Cash suffered a broken fibula bone in his leg and is out of action. So that's the extent of that injury. Now, Bob, 
next episode is the second anniversary. Right. Dude's got a broken bone in his leg. So okay. realistically, if you have a broken fibula, you're you're out like eight to twelve weeks. It's got to be right. Well, it was like a buddy of mine. He he broke his fibula, and it could be even longer because you're a wrestler. You're going to be putting more pressure on and stuff. So I would say at least eight to twelve weeks. Yeah, I think that's probably pretty accurate. Now, I'm going to ask you, Bob. I do have a rumored name that could be scheduled for that spot. Do we want to talk about it, or should we just wait and see what happens next week? Next episode. No, it's a rumor. It's a yeah. rumor. Well, the rumor says that Jeff Hardy was scheduled for the spot in what would be maybe his third match since being fired by WWE. They've been trying to get him in, and this is a one-time deal ever since he was let go. So the rumor currently is that finally getting Jeff Hardy in. Now, months ago... We did hear his name be brought up when he was fired. Um, that's interesting to be his third match. I know one of his matches was in Ring of Honor. I was going to say, I, I was going to look it up, and I, uh, I didn't it get a was, chance to, uh, to see what like the three matches he had, because I think that's pretty interesting. One of them was, was Death Before Dishonor 2003. It was him, Crazy K, and Joey Matthews. And he got, like, I think he got booed out of the arena for the venue. Holy crap, really? Yeah. Wow. That's really crazy. That weird. Um, I'm sure, I don't know the other one. I'm sure it was, like, an Omega or something. I was going to try to pull it up quick, but, we, I mean, I'm not going to waste too much time on it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that would be interesting if he, uh, if he did come in. Uh, I would hope that AJ would just beat him, though, if it's a one-time deal. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, so here's the... I got it up pretty... Oh, wait. Oh, no, wait. That is it. Whoa. Because they're in 2003. His, his um, last match is here. So it was the Ring of Honor Death Before This Honor on um, July 19th, 2003, where he defeated Joey Matthews and Crazy K. And then there's a BTW event on October 10th, 2003, where he defeated Wild Storm. Whose name I can't even click on. Um, so those were his and his his last match on TV for WWE. Actually, his last match in WWE period was b- losing to The Rock on Raw really? <laughs> on April seventh, two thousand three. Not a bad last match to have on, no, on Raw. Um, so pretty interesting. I'm pretty curious to see what's going to happen with that if that ends up being the replacement or not. Hmm. But it's being rumored, so who knows? Maybe Cash will heal and we'll be fine. Just no, but, he, but here's the thing, too. Now, If he were to come in and you don't advertise it. Yeah, that's what are you, what are you What are you getting out of it? Nothing. You're getting nothing. 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 So if there's not, like, some kind of announcement here on this show, if he's coming in. Right. I would imagine they have to be close to getting him because Cash has got a fucking snapped uh, fibula. Then, like, right. what are we? What are we doing? Like, that doesn't. I don't know. Sense. I don't know. Guess we'll see. Uh, I'm pretty curious though. Um. So also, we made the we we talked about already briefly that the Elite Guard made their debut, which is Hot Stuff Hernandez, Chad Collier, and Onyx, who did a short match with Three Life Crew. The crowd was hot for it. Hernandez, who looked impressive in his short time in. Surprisingly, did the job. Now, the idea 
and this was pointed out apparently, I didn't realize this, uh, was that both teams had an African-American, a white guy, and a Hispanic. I don't, I don't think I would have paid attention to that. No, I, I didn't pay attention to it, and if it was pointed out on commentary or something, it went over my head. I did literally didn't even think about it. Yeah. Well, somewhere in here, uh, Ron Killings took a shot to the right eye, which was nearly swollen shut the next night at TV. So we'll we'll see on the show if it's if he's got a wicked swollen eye. Uh, the guard was beating on Ron Killings post match for Jarrett to do a guitar shot. Vince Russo of all people ran in. Jarrett clocked Russo with the guitar, and he was bleeding. And they showed him taken out on an ambulance. Well, Bob, you'll be glad to know that Vince Russo may have broken his nose. From this guitar shot. Bullshit. There's no way. And, uh, and the blood uh, that he used was fake. Uh, uh, and, okay. Yeah. There we go. And it was movie. It was like movie blood, uh, which they rarely use in wrestling, he says. Uh, since Russo won't blade and they're trying to blade because the idea of running a clean show now. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. And they're also still pushing that Eric Watts and Abyss feud, but they haven't announced a date for the match, even though I think the idea here is the second anniversary show. Dallas, I got a question for you. Yeah. If you were to know that Vince Russo, a pro wrestling writer, refuses to blade, but then you're wrestling for him and he tells you, hey, man, I need you to cut yourself tonight. Would you do it? I think that's pretty crappy. Um, But I think my problem with this is if you're going to be an on-stream character and you want to be involved physically like then do the part i feel like you shouldn't ask somebody to do something if if you wouldn't do it right well i think that's the issue here though now if he was just a writer and not on screen and it's kind of his job to kind of do it then and i'm the worker i get i would that's different i feel like but once again he's an on-screen character he is involved in an angle where he is busted open Come on. You know who you know who would who would have done it? Mike Tanay. Oh, Mike, Ten- Mike Tanay would do it. But you're right, yes, Vince McMahon. But yeah. But <laughs> I'm thinking in our in our little world. But yeah, yeah. Mike Don Tenay, West would do it. He rolled down yeah, a hill. Would. Fuck he yeah, rolled, he would. He rolled himself down a hill. You're damn you don't right. Think he'd man. cut his forehead open for the company. He'd do it. He'd do it all. You're damn right. He'd be like, I don't need my left pinky finger. Chop it off for Raven. I don't care. Storytelling. Exactly. Um, okay, so I think that was most of the stuff. There's one other like brief thing that we'll get to in just a second about last week's show, but let's kind of talk about some other fun stuff, including who might be coming in, who's leaving, and some other stuff. So uh, Dave starts off this uh, Wrestling Observer uh, this week that all of the issues that we discussed, actually, I think it was... It might have been two weeks ago because it's for the June 14th Observer. So I'm not sure on our dates here. But he does say that it's not just in the Observer. It's been brought up a lot. Well, uh, all those issues regarding doing fewer pay-per-views now that they have the weekly TV were talked about a lot over the past week. Uh, And the feeling from Dixie Carter and Jerry Jarrett, who has gotten a lot more involved as of late, uh, is to wait either 13 or 26 weeks before making a move. The idea is at that point, they will be able to find out how much, if any, the pay-per-view buys have increased from having TV. If the numbers aren't up enough, they may switch to weekly TV and a monthly Sunday pay-per-view. 
another idea I talked about was continuing the weekly Wednesday pay-per-view and doing four major Sunday events per year. So, Well, you know what? I think for them, if they were to make a switch, I think doing only four would be better. And you know what? Why wouldn't you want to do like a Saturday? Sundays is like a WWE traditional thing. It's just a thing, Bob. I don't know why companies don't like doing Saturday shows. I don't I don't get it, man. Which is Saturday weird because we we just went to fucking Rebellion. It was on a Saturday. It was awesome. Yeah. Because then we got to recover the next day. And they did their TV tape. I mean, it kind of works out for the way they do their schedule now, too. But regardless. Uh, there is also talk of doing heavy advertising campaign. Uh, as they've contacted some firms, but haven't decided who to go with yet. So we'll see if that ends up picking up here coming up soon. Uh, another interesting note is that Antonio Pena decided not to use Jeff Jarrett for Triple Mania this past weekend because he felt that he could sell out without him and because Jeff Jarrett wasn't coming cheap. Uh, Jeff Jarrett thought, because he caused a riot last time, that he should probably be, you know, be brought back. Um, that this hasn't helped the relationship between sides and there are things coming in Mexico that may also strain relationships. However, they did air a video of Jarrett at the Triple Mania show. Oh, at okay. So he did appear, but through a video. Through a video. But he wasn't there live. Okay. Um, I mean, if you almost caused a riot, why wouldn't you bring him back? Oh, right. That's kind of fun, right? That's just heat, brother. That's heat, brother. That's you right. Want? Uh, I got some disappointing news for Bob for what he was thinking earlier, but uh, everything is said to be fine with Sabu on both well, sides. That's after not last disappointing week. news. I like Sabu. Oh, okay, well, disappointing that you were wrong. Yeah. So a- after we talked a lot last week on one of the episodes, I'm losing track. Actually, was it? Oh yeah, that was that was on the last impact. We talked a lot about that, right? Or was yeah, it last? A, he had a dark match with Abyss. Oh no! So we talked about it just two days ago. Yeah. We talked about the details. That's right. Uh, well, he did well this week, and Raven did a great job of getting him over. No word on when that match will be, since Raven ag- aggravated his rib injury coming back too soon against Dutt. Uh, Raven protected himself in that entire match. Uh, Dave notes he doesn't think he took one bump or did anything risky, which I don't think he did. And at press time, it looked like he'd be out of action a few more weeks. But on the other hand, Bob, Gorgeous George, Stephanie Bellars, or whatever her name is, uh, is done after last week. So Mensa, as her name was going to be, is no more. Uh, Dave notes that I guess it should uh, shows a double standard of if you're in a program, or at least at the start of a program, because she and Cebu were pretty much in the same boat. She had le- uh, So they kind of, whatever. Um, she also had recently legally changed her name to George Frankenstein, which is her stripper name. Right. Uh, so we will never know what's going on with that. And they don't even think they said her name on TV. No, so. they never. They were just like, we know her. That was it. Um, Crazy, dude. But here's but here's the thing. Sabu, Sabu is in a clear Right, long-standing feud right now with Raven. Like they're mm-hmm. they're definitely progressing to something. I agree. Gorgeous with that. Fra- Gorge, George Frankenstein 
hasn't even said a word, hasn't even been associated with anybody, has just been staring at the ring when Jeff Jarrett's there. And ultimately, what is the impact, no pun intended, that she's going to be having on the show? She's just maybe being Jeff Jarrett's manager? Right. <laughs> there's no, there's no like, oh, man, we really need her. No. I think that it was a poor investment on somebody that was seen in WCW for three months. Right. I agree with that. Um, Dusty Rhodes sees potential in this. Uh, this is not about Gorgeous George. Uh, he sees potential in this and is trying to angle himself into power. So he's trying to... Who is? Dusty Rhodes. He's trying to get into power. Uh, uh, he was suggesting pushing for a 9 p.m. Monday time slot, which was the consensus consensus among just about everyone at, asked, including both Jarrett's, uh, if they could pick a time slot on FX. Right now, they are only in the early talking stages. And the FX, by the way, that's if they get a better deal through after FSN. So they're already trying to get a 9 p.m. time slot on a Monday on FX. Yeah. They're they're in the early talking stages. That would be that would be perhaps <laughs> the dumbest thing you could ever fucking do. Who who in their right mind? Okay. Now at this 2004 <laughs> WWE, like it, I would say it's still solid, it's solid stuff, right? It's not like horrible. Especially, we're in June, so let's say they were doing it in June. So you got like Triple H, Benoit, Shawn Michaels, Kane, right? All these guys, and you're gonna go head to head for an hour with. Jeff Jarrett, Ron Killings. Right. I, I don't know why no you want to do that. There's why? no fucking way. There's no way. That would be horrible. Yeah, not a good move. Be what, could you? So they got murdered back in 2010. Could you imagine the number that they would do in 2004? Yeah, it wouldn't be good. It would be so bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, hopefully that doesn't end up happening. Um, even though his non-compete with WWE is over, they haven't used Jimmy Hart on TV, which Dave says surprises him. But Hart is very instrumental behind the scenes, including recruiting tourists at the park with Johnny Fairplay to come to TV. That's interesting to know, and we'll talk about the dark match in a minute, but Fairplay was used as a heel manager in a dark match, but he got no reaction, and the feeling was a good percentage of fans watching were park-goers, so it showed there isn't any value uh, to him. No... Uh, he's also considered a bad performer and a bad influence. Wow. According to Dave Meltzer from The Observer, just in case. Yeah, not us. Yeah. Johnny Fairplay was. He actually again. thought that he was doing better before I know. he essentially took him off the TV. So. Crazy. Um, I got a few more. These are pretty quick things uh, to wrap it up. Uh, do you, you know, I'm going to give you this one because I don't really think it's that exciting to start it with. So you want to hear who might be coming in, Bob? I mean, of course. Yeah, that's a rumor, of course. But, um, well, Chavo, 
No, we'll be talking about that one. Actually, that see the funny thing is that wasn't what I was teasing earlier, and because I almost wasn't gonna talk about it, but you said it was a rumor, so we it's a rumor, man. We got to address rumors. I agree with that. Well, Chavo Classic, uh, he was fired from WWE. Oh, Chavo Grow Senior is what we're talking about. Oh, <laughs> who cares? Well, actually, he's a, he's a former cruiserweight champion, so you could go in the X division. That's a good point. Uh, I mean, we don't need to go deep dive. The way that he's handling the firing is really fucking interesting, but he has nothing to do with our timeline here. But basically, um, he's, he's he's trying to paint it um, as as he left and wasn't fired because he was mad at the storylines that they were doing and that they didn't treat him like a legendary wrestler. Um, and he had, but he no showed some shows, and uh, then he claimed that he was drugged and robbed, and it was all sorts of shit. Hmm. So. Anyways, uh, he has tried to come into TNA before, at least is what it kind of insinuates here. Uh, But nothing has evolved from Chavo's original attempts to get into TNA. Uh, He made one phone call asking if there was interest, but it is believed he hasn't followed up on it. TNA people were discussing it, but his track record wasn't helping him. And ultimately, except for the fact that he's coming right off WWE TV, Dave says he can't see the value uh, that he could be that the company in the company with the direction that they're currently going in. No, I don't. Which, uh, you know, makes sense. I'm going to hard, I'm going to hard pass. Yeah. I'm going to pass on that one as well. Uh, there is some talk of doing a three life crew versus team Canada feud. Although team Canada and America's most wanted looks, uh, like it's coming up next or roads can be, uh, dusty roads could be in America's most wanted corner against, uh, Scott Demore. Mm. I can see, I can see that working. Oh, I don't hate, no, I don't, that would definitely make sense. I don't hate that. And I don't hate the three-life crew thing either. I think that works too. Whatever. Wow. Stop. Right. I won't say. Yeah, just, just leave it alone. Um, there is apparently some heat on the naturals for refusing to do a job to three-life crew. What? Know, yeah, they, they were like, we're not doing that. And I don't know when that takes place, by the way. I don't I don't know if it was... Because it's not on the TV we're about to watch. The Naturals refused to do a job to the Three Life Crew. Yeah. And they and TNA was like, okay, we won't do that. <laughs> I guess, dude. How in the world? They still got a job, don't they? How? Isn't that nuts? What? Yeah. What if the Naturals done nothing? You'd be like, oh, hey, we need you to lose a Three Life Crew in six minutes. I'd be like, thank you for the TV time. Yeah, okay. Thank you for the time, yeah. Well, they refuse, man. Uh, do you also remember, Bob, last week we talked about the mercenaries, uh, Hernandez, Chad Collier, and Onyx all being offered contracts on yeah. pa- the pay-per-view just, just this past Wednesday? Yeah. Well, it turns out that Chad Collier wasn't offered a contract after he came in last week, as he had expected. Wait, so the other two did get contracts and he didn't? It, it only says that he wasn't offered one. Okay, well, that's awkward as shit, then. <laughs> yeah, dude. Hernandez and Onyx like, dude, yeah, man, we got it. We did it. Yeah. And the Chad's like, what, did you, what happened? What? What'd you say? What'd you guys get? And they'd be like, contract. And he'd be like, I didn't get a contract. And yeah, he'd be like, like I, didn't, I didn't even get paid. <laughs> I didn't even get my paycheck. Yeah. You guys got paid for this? <laughs> I was just here. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is uh, interesting. Right. He's probably the most experienced of the three. Right. Pretty crazy. Wow. 
that's uh yeah that is very interesting uh it looks like that the rumbles tv show which three life crew people were uh, involved in is going to be picked up for a few more episodes with bg james as the host and there is talk of doing a spanish language version with conan as the host uh, the two hosted the pilot episode that was taped about a month back. We discussed that. Uh, it also looks like they're they're scheduling D'Lo Brown and Monty Brown to have a new feud coming up soon. Is it over the last name? Uh, I feel like it's got to be. The winner gets the name. Yeah, every match. So this is what they're going to do. They're going to do a best of five. Or no, the first person to lose every letter of their last name. Oh. So after every match, so like if Monty Brown lost, well, then he loses at the end. Wow. So right. like at one point, it could be Monty Bro against D'Lo Brow. D'Lo Brow. <laughs> uh, I got two more. Two more. Well, one more, and then, you know, we said we're talking about rumors. I don't know if it happens on this impact or not, so I was going to save it, but we can talk about it. Uh, Johnny Swinger, whose contract was up in September, has already signed for another year. So we got another, another year of the swing, man. Good. And my last note is that uh, one of Bob's favorite wrestlers, Big Vito, well, he's set to apparently make his debut this week uh, as the newest member of the NYC. Let's go. That might be t- more about pay-per-view next week uh, as far as this week. So we'll see if he ends up coming out of that. Uh, he's a Dave says that he's a good worker and he is friends with Vince Russo dating back at least 12 years. Uh, the, his rep is that wherever he goes due to personality, the other wrestlers can't stand him, which was the case in ECW and WCW. Well, I definitely remember in ECW, they did not like him. So we'll see what happens with that. I always like, I like Big Vito. I think he's funny. Because I look, I think of Vito in the dress. That's how, because when I was a kid, that's like kind of what was going wow, on. Well, that's like, yeah, that's like WWE, though. But I think that's funny. That's even after this. Oh, that's him, a good point. Holy crap. Yeah, it is. After this. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, one of my, uh, one of my favorite WCW Nitro 2000 memories is uh, as a kid, I actually was able to watch it. It was when he lost the hardcore title, Lance Storm. Oh. And in that moment, I thought Lance Storm was unstoppable because I was only really following like WCW. Like Vito was champion, and like Lance Storm ended up winning like three titles. Wait, is this? Yeah, when he won all the titles in like 2000 yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that might have been Lance Storm's like the last championship he won because he. Oh, that's won the U.S. title. I know pretty early. That um. I really enjoyed that when I, I did a WCW rewatch. I've talked about it before on the show where I watched from April 2000 through the end. And, like, Lance Storm, like, that Team Canada stuff they did was was pretty fun. Yeah. Except when Hacksaw joined. Right. When Major Guns joined, that was good. Dude, another turn. Who who saw that coming? Nothing's as good. I'm telling you right now, listeners, I'm telling you right now. There is no... More shocking turn in wrestling than Kimberly Page turning on Dude, Page. There's nothing. There's nothing. I uh, every time you mention, it, I will say I will never forget. I was at work. It's like nine o'clock at night. Dallas fucking texts me, "Dude, Kimberly." 
And I was like, what are you talking? What are you talking? He's like, Kimberly Page has turned on DDP. And I'm like, are you watching <laughs> fucking Sla- like Spring Stampede? Was it, yeah, Spring Stampede or something? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, man, I did not see this coming. Yeah, it was good <laughs> shit, man. It was really good. <laughs> um, okay, Bob, that is all of the notes I have. I want to just talk about the dark matches very briefly, and then we're going to watch Impact. Let's do it, dude. So there was three dark matches. Uh, on this show specifically, uh, two before and one after. So before the taping happened, Monty Brown defeated Pat Kenny, and BG James and Conan defeated Petey Williams and Bobby Roode of Team Canada. Okay. And then after the show happened, there was a six-man tag match where America's Most Wanted and D'Lo Brown defeated the team of Dallas, Abyss, and Titus. That's right. Oh, man. The former Ryan Wilson, Titus, is the bodyguard of Johnny Fairplay. We've never seen this, but we know he was walking around the park at least at one point. That's surprising. Yeah. So he did wrestle like this. So who knows? Depending on the reactions, maybe we'll be seeing him pretty soon. Maybe. I feel like if we were to see him, it would be in Orlando. Yes, absolutely. It's 100% going to be in Orlando. And I bet you he ain't going to be on a pay-per-view. Right. That's what I would have to think. I think that's kind of where we're at. That would be interesting. Yeah, well, uh, that's all I have. Uh, I think I might have one or two things to bring up during the show, but really nothing nothing crazy. I save them because I know they're wrestling on the show, but that's about it. All right. Well, it's that time then, folks. If you want to watch along, head over to your Impact Plus app or... Go find it in your own personal collection. And, uh, you can watch it on that way. It's June 18th, 2014. Impact. I'm going to count down from three. When I say play, that's when we're going to start doing it. So here we go. Three, two, one, play. Oh, that's right. Boom, boom. Oh, wait. They're doing like the intro video, but now there's a voiceover. With the second anniversary show just days away, who will fall from grace? Well, look, they kind of ch- did some new edits with this intro, Bob. Did you see sure. that? Well, that was that was just like promoting the thing. Now this is the opening. Okay, this is the main intro. Okay, that was weird. I like that little package. I think that yeah, I think that was just their way of promoting the pay per view before the show even started, which is weird. That was kind of weird. Yes, because because I don't. The- and again, we should probably know. This is probably not the Impact Plus, like, edition. Oh, okay. Right? I, I honestly don't know. I mean, I can't. I don't know if I'd be able to tell. Put it, yeah, put would... it this way. Um, our versions that we watch, so uh, full transparency, when we watch the weekly shows, there is the borders on the side, at least recently. We, we did not start out that way. But they have the borders on the side that make it the full screen video. Our impacts have not had that. I don't think that necessarily means it's not that version, but um, th- this might not be the Impact Plus version. Is that being said, it is Michael Shane. But yeah, that being said, I don't think that these impacts are going to be like edited at all. I think with the weeklies, we were kind of concerned that there was going to be a lot of edits. Right. And eventually, I mean, there we found some. If you guys are longtime listeners, early on there was matches and segments edited out that we saw 
and then didn't realize they were edited out. Right. Um, and edited out uh, fairly, but the the edits that were that are on Impact Plus are because they are for like Canadian like TV essentially. They're like they were like aired on like TV and stuff, so they censor swear words. They blurred little butt cheeks, and um, and they they cut some pretty controversial segments. Controversial ones, I remember for sure. Uh, so Chris Saban just came out, and here we got. Miyamoto, we heard rumors of him coming uh-huh. in recently. What is he a Steve Blackman like uh, ripoff here with the nunchucks? Well, he's from all Japan. I'm sure Bob. Is, well, we might, who knows? Maybe Bob's going to give us a little rundown about Miyamoto soon. Who knows? No, I don't think so. Oh, this is prime time. This That's prime right. Time. They are not saying Elix Skipper. Okay, I'll try to switch my verbiage up. Don West says he he thinks he's the best wrestler to never win the X Division title. Kazarian, how is this a six way? What are we doing? Uh, I was just about to ask you, what are you seeing right now? I thought it was just going to be Michael Shane and Chris Saban. I was going to be like, cool, and now we got freaking five dudes in here. Okay, this is wait. There's more. Yeah, who's this? Is that Garza? Hector Garza. I do have a note about Hector Garza actually. Hector Garza got flagged at the border because he's been coming in as a tourist. Uh, since TNA hasn't gotten all the working papers in order for the AAA talent, um, he was able to get through this week. But if he gets flagged again, he may not be able to return to the country. Similar problems uh, with Super Crazy. Super Crazy. As a tourist. That's funny. Right. A 10 minute time limit. This Six is... way international X yeah. match. That's what it's being uh, promoted as. On the top of our screen. Uh, Bob. I don't know. Do I, should I make you keep guessing the uh, the uh, impacts here for the crowd number? I feel like it's... 900. No, we're at 850, which is seems to be our cap as of right now. I will say the crowd, like the, the layout of the crowd looks way different than what it would eventually become in like 2006. Yeah, they definitely switched it up, right? I think so. I guess that's kind of the fun part, though. Since they're in, like, the studio, they, they can do that. Well, yeah. And, of course, we're getting our uh, results at the bottom of our screen from this our last episode's not pay-per-view. Shane just chopping away here on uh, saving. Who do you think is a favorite to win this match? Hmm. I mean, I think the obvious choice is Chris Saban. I think they're really pushing him as like the face of the X division right now. I mean, without Styles, if if I mean Styles is realistically, um, but I almost kind of get uh, that they really want to push Skipper as a big baby face. See now, I'm trying to think of like whoever wins this would get a title shot against AJ. Okay. Okay. And I kind of want Hector Garza to win. I think. I'd like Hector Garza to win. What's interesting is that Hector Garza has been... Oh, here we go. Skipper's about to... Or, sorry, prime time. Walking the ropes. Oh! Did he slip or did he crotch him? I think Michael Was Shane he about to slip? Well, was he about to slip and they covered it as a... As a crotch? I don't know. I think that was probably planned. 
But that's it looked really, really good. That was yeah, that was good. And a nice hurricanrana too by Shane. And what's interesting is he's done that so many times, you don't expect him to slip. So it's like no. it's like, oh shit. Um what I think is interesting about Garza is that he does this, he wrestles in the X Division. He has a, I think he fits well, but he could easily be a heavyweight. Oh, sure. Skipper comes in from the apron with a hurricane rana. That was a head scissor, head scissor. I was going to correct myself. I got it. Oh, no. Mike Posey's definitely about to bump. What's he about? To, what's he doing? Nice. Oh, he's... No, okay. Mike, Shane Michael was, Shane was grabbing him. Yep. Miyamoto's in the ring here with uh, Prime Time. Crowd kicking him on the knee a bunch. Oh, shit. Dusty Rhodes. Dusty. Impact Judge. Watching from the back on a monitor. Who well, knew now, that? You know, you know what's funny is I was listening to Jeff Jarrett's podcast and... Dusty hates the X Division, so making him sit there to watch the X Division. Is oh, he's, he says that that he hates the X yeah, Division. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Jarrett was like, Dusty hated the X Division. What? Yeah. Wow. I'm still behind on the on that show, dude. That's a mistake. I know. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> nice kick, yeah, my skipper. Damn. Oh, Garza tags himself in. I'm looking at my notes again. I know I said I had a couple things to talk about during the show, but I think that Hector Garza one was actually the only one. <laughs> That's good. I, I think... Just enjoy the show. Well, right. I think the veto thing I was going to hold on to and wait, and then I said, you know, screw it. And, like, wait and see. <clears throat> okay, this match is breaking down. Breaking down, baby. Crowd's going nuts, though. Garza. Corkscrew, crossbody to the floor, and Miyamoto. That is... Easy look like. Yeah, it didn't look like it was a nice landing. Shane and Saban fighting Kazarian in prime time. Saban springboard <laughs> twisting Moonsault onto Garza, and the camera really didn't hit, catch it. No, they didn't. But you saw him fly off screen. Yeah. Prime time going. Play of the day. On Kazarian, oh, but... Can, I yeah. thought that he might have been able to score there, but Miyamoto... Oh, shit. Oh, I Red missed mist. him. Ooh, I got a soft spot for missed, Bob. Oh, oh shit. super kick right on the jaw. Who's that, Saban? Saban breaks up the cover by Shane. Oh, the shit. First for a Karana. They both fall to the floor. Come on, oh. Garza. Bob, you might get, you might get this. Come on. The back of his trunks like remind me of Triple H. Oh. The Tornilla. Oh. One. Hey. Let's go. And I didn't even know who really won that match because like I said, I've not watched these. I was gonna I was gonna ask you again. You haven't seen really much of this, right? No. Beautiful. He kind of had it. He didn't get all of it, but it was enough. <laughs> it wasn't as bad as that Kazarian one. Or yeah. uh, the AJ one. I don't know if we'll see anything that bad. He should be the number one contender. Not a bad opening match here on Impact. Coming back next, Impact debut, Sabu. 
Okay, Sabu's going to make his Impact debut in this next match here. Oh, shit, dude. Oh, here come the Naturals wearing the... And they've got the jackets on. He's got a mirror so he can look at himself. Oh, yeah, he does. Because they're the Naturals. What? It I literally like, doesn't make sense. <laughs> I feel like every time... Oh. Oh, shit, AMW's attacking him. Dude, I thought those were fans. <laughs> I feel like every time someone's brought a mirror to the ring, their, their career just does not work out. <laughs> okay, America's Most Wanted going nuts. Uh, Don Harris and some referees. Who's that referee? There's Posey. Who's that guy? Yeah, who is that guy? Do they just There's... randomly insert referee guys just to fuck with us or something? They have to. Boo. Why is that guy doing thumbs down weird? What, what was on his hand? And their opponents. Oh, they're Bro. still wrestling? Oh, yeah, dude. Sabu and Dutt? Oh, okay. What the fuck? Okay. Look at Dutt with the Band-Aid on his head as if he was busted open on, on was, the show. Dude, if you get a screwdriver dug into your fucking forehead, he you better wear a bandage. He wasn't bleeding. I don't care, man. You can still have a hole in your head and not bleed. Get out of here. Yeah. That's silly. No, man. I think that's, I think that's legit. Okay, the Naturals are Dutt and Sabu. I'm kind of glad they're making Sabu and Dutt team up here because if they are aligned, I feel like they should do this at least once or, or twice. So I'm, I'm totally fine with it. Yeah, I like it. I think they should be a tag team. We got Stevens and Dutt kicking us off here. They're talking about the the Naturals being on the gut check list, which they basically made it seem like is not a very good thing to be on. <laughs> no, it's pretty much like, hey, you're about to be fired. Right. So they took matters into their own hands and said, well, we'll just hit your tag team champions with chairs. Yeah, you see, basically what they said is that uh, D-Ray 3000 has more push in this company than you guys got right now because he's not really on the degree check anymore. He doesn't know where the ring is, but you know what? Dude. He's got a contract. Head scissor takedown there by Sanjay. That Andy Douglas comes in. Hurricane Ron and drops him on his head. Another one to Chase Stevens, too. Sanjay. Taking over the match, Mike Tanay says. Knee left to Chase Stevens. Oh, slides through Douglas's legs on the apron. Smashes him face first onto the apron. I feel like Douglas is going to do something. Nope, never mind. Sanjay flips into the ring. Off the rope. Ducks a clothesline. He gets distracted by Douglas. You bastard, don't pull my leg, so I'm going to yank down on your arm. Clothesline by Stevens. He doesn't go for the cover. Instead, tags in Andy Douglas. Son, or, uh, Sabu doesn't know what he's doing on the apron. Trying to get involved, distracting the referee. Gotta love it. Rip open his, uh, his cut on his forehead. What are we doing? Give us some blood here on FS1 at 3 p.m. on a Friday. That's right, baby. You can bust him open. Rudy Charles still's got that weird wrap on his arm. I don't know what it is. I don't really get it. Oh, something just happened. I heard a chair or something. Yeah, probably Sabu. He probably doesn't want to stand on the apron. He'll just sit on the floor. Oh, he is not on the apron. That's a great point. Oh, here he comes. 
time you left there by Sabu in a tag match is kind of a weird thing. Crowd's chant for Sabu. But Sanjay Dutt's just getting his ass beat, so they don't care about Sanjay. <laughs> There's not Sabu in the ring. I mean, that is a kind of a tough spot for Sanjay. It is. If you're following along, we're at 14 minutes and 13 seconds. Holy shit. Sanjay does just flip forward and land on his feet. You know, for really the first 15 minutes of the show, we got a six-way X-Division international match or whatever, and then we have this match. And we had AMW attacking Nashville, so that's quite a bit going on here. Yeah, there's a lot happening already. Oh, Sebu springboard heel kick to Andy Douglas. There we go. Let's see what to do here. Split leg. That's right. One, two. No, Douglas kicks out. Stevens helping out Douglas here, attacking Sabu from behind. Into the rubs. Ducks a double back elbow. Springboard twisting double clothesline by Sabu. That's going to go for a cover. Now he's going to go to the top rope. No, he's not. He's going to the apron. Somersault leg drop. Fox Steve. What is that? He gave him a stunner to his leg. That was weird. Camel clutch. Don't tap out. Don't tap out to the fucking. He's camel. definitely gonna tap out, right? Oh no! Oh, you got a chair. Oh, so no, this, should a, this should be a disqualification. He didn't use it yet. Hold on. What, what in the, the world? Is that triple jump moonsault? But he tagged in Dot, by the way, right before that. Yes, he did. And Dot is going uh, to tap. Now Stevens had to roll into the right position. <gasps> he missed. Oh, he landed. He landed though. But oh shit. Oh shit. Natural disaster. That's right. Oh Holy shit. Shit. The naturals win. Clean. Dude, that's crazy. Wow. I did not expect that. Holy moly. I like the finish. I like the natural disaster finish. It's a lot better than the natural disasters. Earthquake and typhoon. Sabu with the chair now in the naturals. He's going after him. Launches himself. Clotheslines Andy Douglas out of the ring. That was good. Yeah, that was fun. I can't believe that. But see, they were leaving the, we're, we're ending it good. Sabu, Sabu is standing strong with the Dutt at the end there. Yeah, I know, but they fucking lost, man. That's crazy. I was not expecting them to lose. Sabu and Sarah. Tribute ceremony. I feel like Sabu is not about to be proud of this. No. Raven's tribute to the Sheik. Um, 
Got, it looks, is this a video package for Abyss or his entrance video? It sounds like it's... No, I think it might be a video package. Oh, coming up next. Oh, look at this. Impact. Oh, shit, new Popeye. Oh, shit, Shark Boy. He just came out of a slide. Okay, this is wicked good. Look at Shark Boy walking around oh. Universal with Popeye. The Toon Lagoon. Don't yeah, don't miss the Jurassic Park River. Are they promoting the park right now? <clears throat> yes, they are. Probably part of the deal they got being there. This is what oh my god, look at Shark Boy on this thing by himself. <laughs> Holy shit, that's so funny. They're basically saying, come here and TNA Wrestling is part of your must-see attractions when you come to the park. D-Ray uh, 3000 getting yeah. impact time right now, bro. That's amazing. Uh, and they did say up next is Abyss, so I'm assuming we know uh, it's It must that. be this match. Who? I've never heard of this guy before, and here he is wrestling on pay-per-view and on impact. Yeah, and here comes Abyss. Oh, wait, that's right. He's in this great new black attire. There's Goldilocks with him. Does he still have... Yeah, it looks like he has the same design on the side. That I don't really like. I'm rich, she says. <laughs> She's it's, handcuffed to it. It's handcuffed to her, yeah. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, it's going to be Abyss and uh, Eric Watts contract match. That's right. Oh, my God. Abyss's shirt is open. Did he rip it open? I don't know, but that's very unlike him. Actually, this is... Okay, this is so random, Bob. But in, like... Two, I don't know what year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fuck it up. There's an Abyss uh, action figure. TNA. And he has his shirt open like this. And... Uh, I remember on the major pod, they talked about like Abyss never wore a shirt open, and here he literally is with the shirt open. Yeah. Maybe it's for this June eighteenth, two thousand four impact. Dude, it really could be. They used reference photos. They probably or they probably yeah. saw this match and was like, "Oh, look, it's open." Yeah. Oh, clothesline. I can't believe that D-Ray's getting he's on impact. I know. Abyss calling for a choke slam. Just <clears throat> black hole slam him. Elbows free, does D-Ray. Ducks under a back elbow. And Holy there shit. she goes. Yeah, that was huge. One, two, three. Yeah, that match was not even a minute and a half long. Yeah, it didn't need to be. No, I don't think so either. I'm just pointing it out because we have the time at the top, so we can once in a while call that. <laughs> I'm so rich. Coming up next. 
X Division champion AJ Styles up next. I kind of like these before they go to commercials. Like, what's happening next thing? Look at this, Mister Aguila. Now he's not wearing see-through pants, dude. Again, these are like legit pants. So the last time he had shorts on underneath while he was on impact. This time he's not even wearing them. Whoa, AJ Styles and Mr. Acula. I'm assuming this is a non-title. I don't know the words. I don't know why I'm saying. You are, you are. Look at the big laser across the screen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, it's an X Division title match. I don't know if I realize that. But Rudy Charles is holding up the belt. It's a title match, Wait. but it's only a 10 minute time limit. It is a 10 minute? Wait. Uh, oh. No, it's not a title. So they just held up the title for fun. Because Rudy Charles doesn't know what he's doing. That's probably why he just reiterated it three times that it's a non-title match. Does that mean Aguila's about to win? I think Aguila's about to win. Or Aguila. Right? Aguila. Aguila. Oh, atomic drop. Styles is going to do a leapfrog and got caught in that atomic drop. You know, this, you know, some people might say this is a dream match of S.A. Rios against AJ Styles. Mm, okay. And by some people, I mean me, because I was a big S.A. Rios fan. And <laughs> I do like this drag. In 2004, I might have been like, holy crap, this is going to be the greatest match ever. Do you think Mr. Agula was supposed to be like a teacher or something? And that's why he's Mr. Agula? Oh, could be. He wanted to have that proper like teacher name. Yeah. Because like Miss Hancock, she definitely looked like a teacher. That's a good point. So, Mr. Agula and Mrs. Hancock, both the, the teachers. <clears throat> Mr. Kennedy. Mr. Kennedy. Mr. McMahon. Mm, yeah. Okay, so I'm saying Ron Killings is going to be in action this week on pay-per-view. Two-year anniversary, y'all. That's right, Bob. Who's challenging Jeff Jarrett? The world title. Delayed (laughs) vertical. By AJ driving. Aguila down to the mat. Going for the cover. He only gets a two-count in the middle of the ring. But look at this. At the top. Kid Cash in Dallas. So they're still teasing that Kid Cash is about to be wrestling. I don't know why they would do that. Moonsault into the university team. No, Aguila breaks out because he just saw Dallas and Kid Cash, I think. We take a commercial break, but the tape machines are rolling, Bob. Yeah, well, of course. We're about to miss a dive. Oh, no. Oh, no, he Heads came out. Is... Oh. That's right. See, Don was said Aguila. I don't know. Who knows who it is? There's multiple different ways of saying it. 
Aguila. And we're back, and we're in the ring. I I didn't look, but did the time up on top change? Oh, no. I wish it did. Dallas and Cash are on the top of the aisle. Dallas is turning into a mute. He doesn't want to talk anymore. I'm not a mute. Oh, double cross body. Did you see that? That was during the break. Just double cross body. I know. Because we're seeing different angles. I'm just clarifying for the listener that if they're not watching a lot. Backdrop by AJ, the champ. We're six minutes into this match. Spinning (laughs) kick. Spin kick. That was awesome. Jeez. Somebody did a time limit draw. I don't think so. Is that not a title match? You never know. I think AJ is going to win with the Spyro Gap. They're, they're chanting Kid Cash sucks, which is kind of funny. Because he's uh, just standing up at the ramp. He's not even it's in the match. GDT over his shoulder. Calls that the cliffhanger. The what? Cliffhanger. He had him up, up on his shoulder and then just kind of flipped him down. Cliffhanger? Hmm. Uh-oh. Don't do this style. Okay. Oh, no, I thought he was going to do a 450. No, he's climbing That's up. That's what I thought, too. Literally. No, oh. he got crotched. Well, I think Aguilar sent the referee into it. He said he? he draws into the ropes. That's so dirty, man. Stop. It's so dirty. Try and go for a superplex off the top. Styles pushes him off. Sunset flip into a pin. Uh, wait. Saw that coming a mile away. Oh, he oh hurt wait, his back. back. Oh, he hurt his back. Oh, no. Maybe we are going to go time up. There's only two, 234 left in the match. Oh. Here we go. Oh. And he blocked her Karana Styles clash. One, two, three. That's right. AJ with the dub. But here's Dallas. Dude, Cash. how is Kid Cash walking on a broken leg? Wait, he's kicking with both legs. Is it, are we sure that... Oh, no, there he goes, hobbling. Oh, he's definitely hobbling around. D'Lo Brown making the save. Going after Dallas' clothesline. Cash has left. Yeah, Cash is gone. <laughs> Well, I wonder how they're going to explain the. I don't know. We'll see. I guess. Noticeable limp. D'Lo's like, actually, I want your title instead. You think AJ Styles winning the X Division title made an impact? I'm a former European champion. I made an impact too. Jesus Christ! He's going to watch Jarrett versus the Truth on Wednesday, and he's going to make an impact. He wants to be world heavyweight champion. D'Lo, I'm sorry. Listen, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, it's just it's lost the impact because like he, it's just he's already failed like 900 times. It doesn't work for me, brother. No, it does not. Total non-stop accuracy. Oh, flashback. What's it gonna be, Bob? The Duck Cup? Oh no, it's Piper. Oh, that's the same flight they used for the flight match. It's actually probably the one they ripped up first. Oh, yes. And then here is the man called Sting. 
Styles and Sting versus Luger and Jarrett. Throwback. Styles pinning Luger. Huge moment. <laughs> Next, see what happened with Jeff Jarrett. Assaulted Hulk Hogan. Hogan never came back. We kicked him out of wrestling. <laughs> it was pretty cool. He's never, he's never been the same. That's right. Stage 21, Universal Studios, Orlando, Florida. Ah, yes. We're at Don West, Mike Tanay, the table. There's a Juggalo sign. Oh, my God. ICP. They're coming oh, back. Oh, boy. They're coming to the impact zone. That's right. Two year anniversary. Three title matches. All the titles on the line. That's right. It's less than ten dollars. It's nine ninety five. That's right, Bob. Man. Ladies stretcher match, the very first time. Trinity and Desire. That's right. Jerry Lynn. Wait, we didn't know this. <laughs> oh, Jerry Lynn and Scott Damore. We've been waiting for it. One on one. The mini luchadors. Uh, mini luchadors. Right. They have to be seen to be believed. Tag team titles at state. AMW. Okay, defending against Nasawa and Miyamoto from All Japan. AJ Styles takes on the notorious KID. So we waiting. And then Jeff Jarrett, Ron Killings for the NWA World Heavyweight title. Oh, we got a video package coming up. Oh, we're going to detail the history between Desire and... Trinity, I hope that we see the uh, Don West rolling down a hill. We need to. But we're That's seeing Desire break her back right there from, uh, by the hands of that evil woman, Mercedes Martinez. This injury broke her back, but it didn't break her spirit. <laughs> wait a second, wait a second. In her one-year absence, Trinity took the spotlight from Desire. Bob. Hold on a second. Yeah, first off, dude. First off, Desire broke her back on Explosion. Let's yeah. not forget. Secondly, I'm pretty sure Trinity was already <laughs> doing shit while she was there, wasn't she? Yeah, Trinity was already the bigger star than Desire. Jesus Christ. Desire was the fucking manager of sex. Trinity was getting X Division title matches against fucking Amazing Red and Kid Cash. Wait, coming up next... Ron Killings is in action tonight. Yeah. It made it seem like we weren't going to see him. No, he's in action tonight, man. Hell yeah, man. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, God. Look at Jared, King of the Mountain. Is this at Universal? It has to be. He's standing on top of a rock in front of a castle? I've never been to Universal, so I have no context. Neither. King of the oh Mountain. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was so awful. That was so bad. That was 15 seconds, but it's like, that was too much. That was bad. <laughs> I hear uh, Team Canada's theme playing. Eric Young with Scott Damore. 
We're at 33 minutes and 47 seconds if you're following along at home. So is this the beginning of the Team Canada? Oh. And uh, Three Life Crew thing? It very well could be. Okay, and here comes Ron Killings. I feel like it's deadly silent inside of the uh, impact zone here. What makes you say that? Because I can hear, like, the echo of JB making the announcement, like, behind the commentary. Like, it just sounds so quiet. Holy shit, look at his eye. Look at his eye. Holy shit. It's close shut, It's dude. definitely swollen. Oh, my God. Oh, and he didn't even get to finish his entrance, and Eric Young attacks him. The bell rings. I like that they're using that theme song again for Three Life Crew. Just saying. Dusty Rhodes is on commentary right now. Yeah, well, he's a big uh, Ron Killings fan, isn't he? That's right. Power slam by Ron Killings. Oh, the close line. Eric Young's probably not going to be doing too much in this match, if I had to take a guess. There's like, well, at the start of this match, there was about 10 minutes left in the show, so this might get a decent amount of time. Although, well, I'm sure Jeff Jarrett might come out. I feel like we gotta see Jarrett, like, in person. Oh, wait! Jerry Lynn! Going after Scott Demore. Even the odds. Well, I he mean, I guess chase him backstage, so now it's gonna be one-on-one. There we go. Exactly what I've been waiting for. Forearm here by Ron the Truth Killings. Scoop. And. Oh, wait, is he, is he doing the hump? No, he didn't do the hump. Power slam. No, dude, it's FS1. We can't do. Yeah, we can't hump. The hip thrusts. We can't air hump. Yeah. You should know that now. That's a good point. Oh, Young sending Killings shoulder first into the ring. Oh, you kill him, baby. Opportunity knocking on the door, baby. Elbow strike. Four. Drops it. Oh, four. Yeah. Oh, a couple punches, dude. Dude, we're killing uh, his eyes shut, so he's not doing very good right now. No, he's, he can't see. It's cheating. It sounds like Dusty's on, like, a phone. Is Dusty at the table, or is he, like, remotely? He's at the table. Oh, okay. I can't wait for the high-flying Lucha Minis, Bob. I I definitely can wait for that. You're such a jerk, man. It's just because they're always treated as comedy. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think... I hope not. I think they're going to be flying, zipping around. If I... if When that match happens, if Don West and Mike Tanay even laugh one time, I'm hanging up. Oh. Um, now, I do think that when we saw, like, Puppet and Tio and Meatball, I think that kind of, you know, I think they're treated a little differently, the Me- the Lucha Minis. All right. Well, I hope I don't see one of them in a trash can jerking off or uh, have a gun. Meatball was pretty good. He just ate a lot of food. 
I'm surprised, honestly, that we haven't seen uh, Tio and Psycho, the puppet, puppet dwarf or whatever. That's a good point. Bring him back, baby. Oh. What the fuck? Brian nice. Killings with an overhead belly-to-belly suplex off the top rope. Who is this guy? Kurt Angle? Jeez. Okay, Dusty's that he goes. I used to do that stuff back in the old day, and now the bionic elbow carries me through. So basically, he just said that I used to do over the head belly to belly suplexes off the top, but now I only do a bionic elbow. <laughs> Backdrop off the ropes by Ron. Sends Eric. No, counter. Eric Young goes to the corner. He misses. Oh. It goes chest first. Pretty hard. Nice. Heel by Ron. Is that a signal oh. for the scissors kick? It's, a, it's an axe kick, but yeah. Oh, he hits it. That was definitely an axe kick. Okay, if you want to argue. Just saying. That is That was an axe kick because he didn't do the... <laughs> so yeah, that is... Oh, wait. See? See, you get the difference now. He calls that the lie detector. He does? Uh, according to Tanae, he does. Oh, is it because it goes, like, up and down? Like a lie detector test? Oh, shit. Yes. I like that. Wait, the lights are out. Oh, the lights are out. Oh, shit. It's Titus. It's yeah. Uh, no, it's the king of the mountain. It's Jeff Jarrett in his clown outfit. I mean, his king outfit. I got a bad feeling about when Killing's backing up right now. I thought somebody was going to come in from behind. So do I. Look how slow he's going. Oh, my God. Dusty said it looks like he walked out of a casket. He literally does look like someone who was in a cat. Like, this is how they dress the body. Yeah. Is he going to hit Dusty with it? Oh, he fucking hits Dusty Rose with a guitar. <laughs> Holy shit, Holy dude. Crap. Oh, no, he's going to hit. Now he's jabbing Ron with it. <laughs> I love it that he hit Dusty with it. You don't want none of this. And then he smashes him with a guitar. Lays him out. That was awesome. Yeah. And then he was beating Killings up with the broken guitar. Wait, where's Russo? I'll take responsibility what happened to me Wednesday night. Does he have any bandages on? No, he does not. His eyes look fucking black and blue, though. Well, remember, I, yeah, he did get he did get a black eye, and they said he broke his nose. Oh, she's suspending him without pay. For what? Six days? Yeah, what? Oh, wait, he says I'm not doing that. Oh, wait, he does have a bandage on. Okay, never mind. I take it back. He's got one on his nose and on his head. Yeah, he does. Get out of my ring. Bring the guitar, Jeff. Because if the guitar is used in the match, there will be a disqualification on the spot. Look at it. And if there is a disqualification, 
the title will change hands due to NWA rules, Bob. That'd be the lamest title match finish, like heavyweight they title match finish. You can't do that. Not with the world belly. Holy shit. Uh, Ron came back running up and he hit him again. <laughs> He's just jabbing him with the. He's jabbing him with like the butt of the guitar. Oh my god. Oh what my god. Fuck? He just flipped into the bleachers. <laughs> what is happening? What kind of cell job was that? I don't know. That's a pretty big fucking bump to take from hit again, uh, hit the guitar. Yeah, dude. What the hell? He flipped off the side of the ramp into the bleachers. Off of a jab of a guitar. That seemed like a bit of an over. Is Dusty busted open? Probably not. He should be. Don, uh, it doesn't I, look like it, but... Wow. It's a pay-per-view! That's right, two-year anniversary show. I think we're just kind of getting a highlight package to kind of finish this up here. But we're going over the card. Special tribute to the Sheik, Scott Demore and Jerry Lynn. Trinity Desire, the women's stretchers match, stretcher match. America's Most Wanted versus Miyamoto and Nasawa for the tag team title. Stop. Stop piping up Styles and Kid Cash, you... Motherfuckers. Oh, they are, though. And then the main event, Ron Killings and Jeff Jarrett. I still think they've done a great job building Killings back up to be a contender. I know you disagreed with me, but... I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I understand why... Better options. I agree with that. Wait a second. What's this? Moments ago. Oh, so we're not actually off the air yet. So we're showing it again. Oh, different angles and everything. Dude, the crowd right in front just went nuts when he did that. And look at this. He jabs him again and he flips over. That kid was like, oh, shit. So we're kind of closing out the broadcast with like another like little clip of what just happened to close the show. Kind of interesting way to end it. I'm going to say that was a really good episode of Impact. And watching that <clears throat> would make me, I think, more inclined to watch the second anniversary show. I do feel like they really did a good job of getting you excited for the anniversary show. And I think we discussed that on the last episode. How are they going to do that to make you excited? to want to watch the pay-per-view. Essentially, this was a go-home show, right? right? So I wasn't really sure how that was going to be handled. Um, but I agree. I think they did a really good job. Yeah, that was I was, that was, a, that was a really good episode of Impact. Another great episode of Impact. I mean, and it's just... So, uh, yes, okay, so we just watched that for the 44 minutes and whatever it was, right? It didn't... It flew by, but it, in a good way. Like, it still felt like a really good amount of time. Like, it didn't feel too fast right. or anything like that. Like, the I think the flow they, was good. It was really, I think it was done really well. And the whole show was just, was rustling. Right. There wasn't really any promos. No, really. I mean, they did the end thing a little bit, but yeah, that's, that's fine. fine. That's, that's fine. fine. Dusty taking the guitar shout though, dude. That was that was good. Wow. Um, 
Well, I'll tell you what. I'm excited about the two-year anniversary show, uh, and I'm ready for more impact, of course. But the two-year anniversary show is going to be a big one uh, for many reasons. We've heard the rumors. Will there be more stuff? Are we going to crown new champions? What is going to happen on our next episode covering that show? I don't know, Bob, but I'm really freaking excited. And there's only there's only one way to find out. Well, that's that's keep listening. That's to keep watching along and listening along with us. And hey, before Bob sends us home, though, you better be following us on Twitter. I got to get my plugs in. You guys know that at Cross the Line TNA, we are posting every day impact content. It doesn't get any better than the content that we're posting over on our page. So make sure you're following us along to be doing that. And uh, you can also follow us on Facebook at TNA Cross the Line Pod. Subscribe to us on YouTube, TNA Cross the Line Podcast. And check out our Pro Wrestling Tea store. Just prowrestlingtees.com slash cross the line TNA. And with that all being said, Bob, let's get into that two-year anniversary show on our next episode. I'm there with you. So until next week, for Dallas Greeley, I'm Bob Conning Jr. And this has been the TNA Cross the Line Podcast.